This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Good afternoon on a Thursday. Tiger Woods in action at the PGA Championship. And uh, scores are pretty good for a major championship and a loaded up leaderboard. Right at the top does not include Tiger Woods. Got off to a pretty good start, two under, and I'll give a couple back. We'll update you on Tiger's round throughout the day because you know what? I'll be watching. (laughs) That's one of the reasons we'll update you on that. Some injury news out of the NBA. LeBron out against the Rockets. A sore groin, they say. 76ers, Ben Simmons. Oof. Subluxation is what they're calling it. A what? A subluxation of his knee. Ah, the old standard subluxation. Have of you the ever knee. heard of that? Sure haven't, Brent. I said, sure haven't. I said that sounds like how you guys would describe my attention to the show sometimes. Hold on, Ben Simmons. <laughs> Tiger Woods just birdied. He's now one under par. Thank you. Okay, go. There, there might is. be a couple of those interruptions today. There it is. Sorry, Ben. Uh, ben, hope your kneecap's okay. There you go. Uh, that's what that basically means, right? Dislocated kneecap. I, I, or partially, partially dislocated. Kneecap. Yeah, I think he ended up being fine. They said he wasn't like swelling. So when they first like. Had the injury, they weren't worried. Like, hmm. dislocated kneecap sounds like one of the worst things in the world. Yeah. Like, and partially sounds like bad enough that you couldn't play, but I guess they're not. He's going to be okay. He's going to yeah. give it a go. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thing. We've got a college football poll. Clemson's number one. Where do the Florida Gators fall? What about Florida State? We have an ACC schedule out for. Boy, they filled this non-conference games up relatively quickly. quickly. Now, not everybody has. But Florida State has with Samford, and uh, when do they play Notre Dame? When do they play Clemson? What does the schedule look like? You know, with the conference schedule coming out with the Big Ten, now the ACC. We had high school media day today uh, at Baker Sports High School Media Day, and it's still going on. Marcel Robinson will check in from there. It's starting to feel like football yeah, yeah. a little bit uh, when the calendar starts to fill up. It's got some of the characteristics of football right now, some of the symptoms of football. I'm going to need it to drop about 20 degrees and for, <laughs> yes. and for palm trees to start changing colors if they can, probably not. But like that's to me, that's when football kind of gets in gear, when it starts dropping a little bit in the temperatures. But obviously we're accustomed to going to Jaguars training camp where it's a good 90-something degrees. So I'm used to sweating nowadays, but I'm just saying if I want the optimum football weather, go and give me like 60, 70 degrees and some fall uh, leaves changing colors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we will... Um We'll see about football, and then you get the reality of opt-out deadline is at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And the Jaguars lose uh, another player uh, to the opt-out, and that will make player number three as Rashawn Melvin. Uh, hurts the cornerback depth uh, mm-hmm. from a vet. Again, another veteran, no surprise. Uh, though we did get a rookie. Yeah, opted out today for the Kansas City Chiefs, and their offensive line is starting to look a little thin now. Sure. I wonder if they're panicking in Chiefland in a different way. They still got a heck of a roster, but yeah. they have one thing in mind, and that is to repeat as Super Bowl champs. So it's totally different. Uh, so we are seeing some of these opt-outs. Uh, did I see uh, Tredavious White? He was going back and forth on social media. Have you seen if he's opted out or not yet? Uh, I haven't seen quite yet, but it's it's funny because like he's given away like he's going to opt out, you know, because he kind of went back and forth with some trolls saying that if he was going to opt out, you know, that'd be a bad decision, things like that. He clapped back by saying some things are more important than football, obviously, like family. So he hasn't given an official statement as far as I've seen, but the way he's been tweeting, it seems like he's going to opt out. Yeah, it certainly did. Uh, by the way, uh, Gigantor and Jack's listening at home because Coos was able to figure it out. Google Home works today, Coos. Nice job. I'll take all the credit. I see you, Coos. I literally forgot. 
Little known, so, <laughs> little known st- story about Gigantor and Jats on, on Twitter. We did the podcast a couple years before this show started, a couple years back. Okay. And one day we on the podcast down at TV Land, we I, I forget how we were like, if you're really listening to the podcast, give us a buzz and uh, we'll buy you dinner. We'll go like we gave away a dinner. Hey. Reeking of desperation, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so you never can tell, right? Is anybody listening? True, true. I, I forget how we phrased it. Before you can track like the numbers on podcasts, because like I don't know if they could. I, th- I don't know if we knew how okay. to do it or we had the ability to do it. I don't even know. I, somehow it was kind of just we had some fun with it. Yeah, yeah. And I we gave you. away a dinner. Somehow yeah. I don't even remember exactly how we did it. I think we ended up saying we're gonna do this like once every couple of months, and, and we didn't. That was the first and last one. But anyway, Gigantor and Jackson end up winning. We end up going to dinner with them. Nice. Pretty was, solid, dude. Yeah, great. It was well, fun. We well, had a lot of fun. Where would you guys go? A little Ruth Chris? No, no, no. Went to a wing place. Oh, a wing uh, place? There you go. I'm not going to mention them. Please don't. They're not on the air. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're not paying us to mention them, right? So <laughs> we're all we don't, Not that we don't mention every other business. We literally <laughs> mention so many businesses. Like, dude, like every single day, it's like, hey, local Business, business of the day for free, by well, the way. We yes. we actually had a debate whether or not Applebee's was a drive-in or a, yeah. a drive-through fast food place. Like you sure. guys did, I didn't. Yeah, well, I didn't either. I, I don't think it's a bad. I mean, no, it's not. Uh, so hey, we got a I'm major golf championship. We got the NBA, some injuries. We've got football. We've got schedules. We got high school football media day. Although there's still some. I think they're going to get this thing going. Uh, you know, it's going to be the week after Labor Day. It looks like that's what's going to happen. Although, if you read some some articles around different parts of the state, like might push it to November. I don't think the November option is going to happen. I think they're going to try to give this thing a go. I got some other high school football thoughts. Did you see what I tweeted out? Did you see, there was oh, yeah. a report like the Cal- this California quarterback. He's a USC guy. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not playing football in the fall in California, so he's going to play football in the fall in Valdosta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, youth uh, sports is 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 out of control. Well, listen, and I'm right in the middle of it, folks. So, well, yeah, I'm not. This is not me being overly critical. Well, yeah, it's me being a little bit critical, but I'm living in that world too right I now mean, with my kids. Listen, ever since I found out how much it costs to 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 do you know AU basketball, how much it costs. To play hockey and peewee um, in a traveling league, I think U sports have always been out of control. So to me, I mean, yeah, this is a this is a, it's a crazy ordeal. Obviously, he's kind of going with the you know he's kind of going against the rules a little bit here, I would say. But welcome, there are no rules, welcome, Austin Lane. Yeah, this is when you were a kid. I know. Welcome to the world of competitive U uh, sports. I mean, props to this kid for taking initiative. Uh, you know, if you can do it, might as well do it. He's one of the top recruits in, in the country, so go do your thing. Well, here's man. what I don't understand about it. We'll get into it a little bit later, but I don't understand. You don't need to. You're already committed. Yep. Like, it might be better for you not to play, risk injury, mm-hmm. or risk COVID-19, whatever you're risking, mm-hmm. and come all across the country. Yeah. It's just, it, listen, It's it, there are no rules. There mm-hmm. are no rules in even youth sports anymore, essentially. Uh, we wonder what the rules are in NCAA. And... Uh, am I being a little facetious with there are no rules? Yes. I mean, there are some rules, but the barriers down yeah. and in high school, we call it free agent Florida sometimes because you can transfer uh, if there's an open spot uh, in college football. You know, there are folks in the Pac-12 saying, hey, give us a free year to go wherever we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't like make us sit out. Uh, and now there's these waivers that most of the time they seem to be pushing through and, and guys don't have to sit out. So there's a there's a lot going on when it comes to uh, uh, playing sports and and 
I kind of categorize it as no rules. Listen, <laughs> back when, when I got here in 2010 and I got drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars and I started to learn the landscape of good old Florida and I learned about the ING Academy. Or is yeah. That, yeah, ING yep. Academy. I, is it IMG or IMG? IMG Academy, yeah. Um, listen, after learning about that place, was about 80 nothing, grand to go there. nothing surprises me anymore in terms of sports and high school athletics. Just going to say that. Yeah, well, it's and it's truth to that. Yeah. Not surprised. Uh, it, it just seems we're all court. It's a vortex, mm-hmm. is what it is, and and it's hard to perception over reality. How you would talk about this like, again? I say that I warn you about this sometimes too. How you would look at it, view it as when you have a five-year-old kid mm-hmm. versus when you have a fifteen-year-old kid sure. can be totally different, and yeah. it kind of warps your sense of reality. I try to keep that in perspective sometimes, and I gotta lie, it's sometimes it, it, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. And then you also gotta be careful. Okay, if I was in that situation, would I do the same thing? Mm-hmm. You gotta ask that question, right? Would yeah. you go find your kid a chance to play? I just don't know if I'd go all the way to California in this sense to find my kid a chance to play when I've got. A lot of states in between. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> listen, it's a great point. Obviously, there's a reason. I, mean, I don't know if he has family on the East Coast. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, there's got to be some reason. I guess I didn't read the fine they, print. Yeah, why they picked Georgia over everybody else, man, because <laughs> that's Bell quite Dost the journey. Pretty good high school yeah. football, by where's, the way. Where's, where's he going to school at? Has he signed? USC. USC. Okay, so that's close. Home. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's just a new part of this too, because there, there. Listen, California's not the only school that's moved it to the spring. The yeah. list is growing longer and longer. Uh, so the high school football world is uh, really interesting. Martin Keimer leads the PGA Championship. Xander Shoffley in there. Zach Johnson lives up at St. Simon's Island. Uh, Jason Day having a good day. Bud Cauley from Jacksonville. You Alabama fans. Bud Cauley sighting. Uh, he's been, he's had one heck of a wild roller coaster ride of a career on the PGA Tour, but good for Bud Cauley, uh, four under par and one off the lead out there at the PGA Championship. That's pretty awesome for him. Tiger Woods is one under par. We'll keep you updated on the PGA uh, Championship. What did Doug Marone say today? What's the latest opt out mean? What's the four o'clock deadline going to mean? How many have opted out? Is that, would the over under, would you bet? Over or under? And would you have been right <laughs> yeah. or wrong on how many players would opt out? I'm interested to get that thought from you. Mm-hmm. Is Do you think, are you surprised how many people have opted out? And would you have thought there could be even more of them? Um, here in Jacksonville, the count is up to three, and they've got about 48 minutes uh, to figure it out. The deadline is coming up at 4 o'clock. Uh, what does it mean for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because remember, Darquez Denard, they had signed... And now they had Melvin signed, and now they lose both of them. One was a mystery, we think physical-related, back Mm -hmm. in the COVID-19 free agency period. And now Melvin says uh, he's opting out. How thinner are the Jags at cornerback? Should we be concerned? Oh, speaking of cornerback, we didn't get to this the last couple of days. But did you see Jalen Ramsey? You gotta bring up Jalen Ramsey. Bring up Jalen Ramsey. It wasn't just the Jacksonville media. And there go the ratings. Though. I hope he's blocked Careful. somebody. Careful. We haven't talked about Jalen in forever. Careful ratings now. are going up. Okay. I hope so. Hope you're having a good Thursday, everybody. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Join the conversation. Star Star 690-904-362-9901 or on any of the social media platforms. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and even Twitch for you gamers out there. <laughs> I see the guy that comes in with, with, with a, a mission and, and a focus every single day. You know, so when he's here or around myself, and not to say that we might not laugh about something or joke, we do, but I don't see that 
that other side uh, that people will be saying the, the quirkiness of things of that nature. He's uh, maybe I bring that out in people. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying I see a guy that's focused and you know he's ready to go. And, and every time he's here and he's working, he's on a mission and he's really working with his teammates. So uh, I, 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 you know, I, I say that you know he's someone that um, is a. Um, you know, I think has a really good personality, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and can really, you know, laugh at himself and do those things, which I think is important in life. That is Doug Marone talking about his quarterback, Gardner Minshew, and it's a really interesting point. Were we talking about this the other day, about kind of how he comes off uh, on a podium, or I don't think it was uh, we were talking about it in a break. I was talking to, this, to somebody about with somebody. <laughs> okay. I don't. I can't remember. Uh, heck, it might have been Steph on one of our million walks. Sure, sure. You know what? I think it was. Okay. I think it was. Uh, I, I can now picture it. Okay. Yes. And so, I was. I was kind of tell her a little bit about Minshew. Mm-hmm. And Minshew's interesting to me, in the sense that he has this persona. And, and like this image that, that we all, we all know, that we all kind of like, that the guy can bark like a dog in a, in a press conference and everybody goes nuts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yet, that persona that we know, that image that we know, that kind of unique style, uh, comfortable in his own skin that you always say. Mm-hmm. I don't think get, I think because we have that perception of him, when he's in front of a microphone on a podium and he meets with the media on a weekly basis, I don't think that usually comes through. Like, I don't think – I think we're all sitting there waiting for him to almost, like, crack a joke okay. or say something funny. Yeah. And it's – he's super – he's not like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go back and watch him, mm-hmm. if you break him – yeah, sure, he'll have his moments. And the Gary Smith thing has been fun, calling him a different name. And he's had moments like that. And he'll get you to laugh or once in a while. Yeah. But he's really serious. Like, he doesn't sit up there and smile and tell jokes and put on a show. For sure. For Like, Mike Leach, we have the view of him, and every time he's in a news conference, he delivers. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mitchu isn't that way. It's really interesting. And so I was trying to tell him, Steph, that. I was like, it's, it's a hard thing to explain. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you have this guy who's kind of got this image, his persona. Yep. And so when he gets in front of a microphone, he talks to the media, you're almost like, all right, where's the next joke going to be? Like, where's the fun? It's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, then I kind of likened it to Bortles. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and I said, well, Bortles has this reputation and image nationally, like he's terrible and he's, he's like, whatever. And then in the news conferences, when Bortles was around, he almost all the time would deliver something. Yeah. That was funny or like i can't believe you just said that like mm-hmm. it just so it was a weird thing and i don't maybe i'm making more of it but i mean we we attend so many news conferences i think what's very interesting in the times that we talk to Minchu are the when you talk to him in an interview setting mm-hmm. much like doug just said it's a very serious conversation most of the time it's very locked in not a lot of laughing and smiling. It's like, let's talk football and let's get this done so I can go back to talk football. And by, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. In fact, there's almost like a little, excuse my block your ears kids a little bit, pissiness that comes across <laughs> with Minshew that I like in a quarterback. Yeah. Like it's almost like I've said this about Bortles uh, it, it, before. He almost didn't have enough of that. Mm-hmm. 
like the great quarterbacks, uh, the good quarterbacks, the successful quarterbacks, I think have a little bit of that in them. They're so like locked in, it almost comes across that way. Hmm. Uh, and and by the way, nothing what I'm saying. I'm not saying like he's not a good dude. He's not a good. He's always very respectful, good guy, all this stuff. I just think sometimes the persona and image of Minshew doesn't necessarily match what we get in like a news conference setting. You understand what I'm saying? No, I, I know exactly what you're saying, but, but but to me, it's pretty obvious of what's going on here. And I encountered this when I interviewed him at the Senior Bowl. The reason why I sought out Garner Minshew was because I wanted to do a laid-back interview for my very first time. Because like I didn't really, you know, know like the professionalism, how to conduct an interview. All I knew is that Garner Minshew could be that guy where I could have fun with. So I go to Garner Minshew. I ask him some, you know, off-the-wall questions, obviously about his mustache. I ask him about like what his draft day outfit was going to be, and he kind of made talk about Brett Favre a little bit, what Brett Favre wore. So we had fun. But then as soon as I asked him football questions, as soon as I asked him, hey, so what are you learning from John Gruden right now here at the Senior Bowl, his whole demeanor changed. And once we got on the on the topic of football, and it wasn't so much about, you know, what are you going to wear for draft day, tell us about the mustache. Once we got on the topic of football, he was dead serious. And there was no more joking around. And I, and I was kind of taken aback a little bit. I'm like, dang, okay, this guy, like... I left that conversation thinking, okay, we had fun, and that's what I want out of the interview, but I also have the conversation saying, dang, this guy's here and he's on a mission. Like, this isn't fun and games for him. Like, he's here with a goal. And when I watched the interview at the Super Bowl with him and Dan Patrick, it was the same thing, where there was some funny outtakes and everything. talking about, like, the, I think it was the Snickers hungriest player of the game, talking about Snickers. Yeah. So then, like, he had some jokes there. But when we get back on the topic of football, then it's 100% serious. When you talk about Kyler Murray, do you think he's better than him or the rookie class? It wasn't a joke. No. Garner Minshew said, I think I'm the best player in the class. That's right. So to me, when it's about football, when it's about the task at hand, Gardner Minshew couldn't be any more serious. Yeah. But but when it's, okay, you know, some kind of like, hey, well, how was that RV trip? How was your road trip? Tell us about this. Tell us about that. Then he's got some funny stories that he can share. But if, it, but if it's about his job, if it's about his profession, his livelihood, He's 100 percent serious. Yeah, and I, I, and by the way, we shouldn't be surprised at that. Like that's kind of the way it Whoa, should be. Spoiler alert: That's what you want. That's what you want. <laughs> I know, but I, I don't know if I stand alone in this. And you come from a little different because you haven't been to news conferences like for the last 20 years, mm-hmm. right? And it's just, uh, I just sometimes think that that the build around Minshew, the outside, the Uncle Rico kind of stuff, the RV kind of stuff. You think you're always going to get that. It's like when you interview Bill Murray mm-hmm. at Caddyshack, it's like, okay, Bill, your job is to do one thing here, mm-hmm. and that's give me something funny, mm-hmm. right? Because sure. that's what he is. He's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Minshew, because of some of that persona that's been built, and by the way, not for himself, more so everybody else built it up, and was like, all right, Minshew, what are you going to give me today? Like, what are you going to you going to bark like a dog today? <laughs> I mean, but, but, are you going to call Gary Smith? See, you know, are, we're all waiting for that next thing in a sense. Yeah. And it's like, no, dummy, I'm going to talk football. Of course. Because I got a job to do yeah. and I want to go win. Listen. Again, I'm not talking about it as a bad thing. I just yeah. think perception of what you get sometimes, it, it kind of mixes with him. It's interesting. Well, no, there's, there's a giant perception. But that's the thing. Like, if you're the media and you want those sound bites, then get them. Like, you have to get those sound bites out of him. Like, to me, it would be like asking a stand-up comedian, hey, what's stand-up comedy like? Like, do you think they're going to give a funny response? No, they're probably going to be like, oh, you know, like, I don't yeah. want to hear about this. It'd be like... Ask like a financial investor, hey, what do you think about this? Like they don't want to talk about that. So to me, like when you ask him football questions, 
he'll give you serious football answers. But if you ask him maybe like an off-the-wall question or a little lighthearted question, then that's where he, he probably shines a little bit more with the comedy and kind of the off-the-wall que- well, answers. Or and here's the thing, okay? Here's this, here, let me just sum it up this way. For me, I don't know about for the fans, but for me, I want the Minshew that Stone Cold looks back at me after I ask him about if he had just a good a year as the other court, rookie quarterbacks, and he says, better. Mm-hmm. I want that Minshew mm-hmm. way more than I want the Uncle Rico jorts, uh, bandana wearing, aviator glasses, mustache uh, Minshew. Like, I, I, that's the guy. You know why? Because that's what this organization needs. They oh. need the Stone Cold. Yeah, you keep doubting me. And I'm mm-hmm. going to keep proving you wrong, guy. And they need that guy. Like, that's the one I would rather see anyway. And so I guess what I'm trying to get to is he's a great combination of both. He can he can kind of feed into both streams, which is up. pretty cool. Yeah. You know? And listen, that, that stone cold Gardner Minshew, the guy that gives you the serious look after a football question. Well, yeah, that's the guy you want because guess what? That's the guy that's on the football field. Okay? That's the guy that spent extra hours going over film study. That's the guy that's trying to rally his teammates around and be a leader. That's him. Now, there is a fun-loving nature to Gardner Minshew, obviously. There is this folk hero-ness of Gardner Minshew, which is great as well. I think if you have a little bit of that, teammates can also respect you. But as far as the guy that I've seen the interviews, when he's serious, he's kind of got that, you know, that blue steel kind of stare looking through you. That's the guy that's the, the, the stone-cold killer on the field. And then that's what I want as well. This Uncle Rico stuff, mustache stuff, jean short stuff. None of that pertains to his on-the-field performance. Yeah. All uh, the, go ahead. Go, no, no, keep going. I was going to say, all that pertains to his branding. All that pertains to maybe Gillette commercials down the line <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Levi Wrangler denim whatever commercials down the line. That takes care of his financial stuff. But I'm saying his football success, that all comes from the Stone Cold Killer. Yeah, I think he's fascinating. Let me bring up Bortles for one more example. I know you probably everybody's like, well, stop bringing up Blake Bortles. Uh, <laughs> well, and here's because I think Bortles was so interesting in that respect. Here's one more thought as you're talking, I think about from Bortles. The thing Bortles did not have is he almost believed the doubters hmm. more than flipped the doubters off. Okay. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Okay. He, he almost, you got the sense sometimes that even when he was talking brash like I'm going to get this done, he didn't quite believe it. You know, he almost had like the. The Mickelson looks like he's apologizing after he makes a birdie. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like there was a sense of that. There's no sense of that with Minshew, I guess, is my point. You know, and again, listen, all we can we've covered these guys and almost like every word and every press conference for now going back with Blake and like some seven years. I mean, for me it's been twelve years of other guys and so I'm only comparing to other guys from mm-hmm. Blaine Gabbert didn't turn out too good. From Blake Bortles, obviously overall didn't turn out too good, even though he had some moments. And now we get Gardner Minshew. So For me, I guess it's just a natural kind of comparison. See what's different. See what this guy has and that guy didn't. Um, And and this guy's so unique Mm -hmm. because we really haven't seen a guy like that. Like you can make the case, Jacksonville's never had a guy like Mm Minshew. Not just a quarterback. I mean, just in in terms of in the spotlight like this. Yeah. This kind of persona and potentially game, we'll see. And and of course, that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. But. it's just fascinating, man. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really, really interesting to see uh, that. And, and one other reason why I think Mitch is interesting is because the national folks have helped shape kind of the persona and the image because he's gotten the national love. I mean, he went for a few weeks there where he was getting he was on all these 
pregame shows and everything else, and everybody wanted a piece of him. Yeah, but let's be honest, though. He's getting the national love, and this is the problem with the national media. He's getting the national love because of the character, not because of the player. Absolutely. Because I, because I didn't see Kyle Allen getting all the national love, and then no one was in Carolina saying, check out Kyle Allen over here, look what this kid's doing. Absolutely not. It was because of the mustache, because the jean shorts. No, I'm not mad at that at the end of the day because, you know what, that put Jacks on the map a little bit. And people were talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and any kind of press is good press. So I'm not mad about that. But I'm just saying, to be honest with you, if he would have looked like Drew Locke out there, he wouldn't have got any kind of love. And that's simple as that. Yeah, good point. You actually said that. I remember you yeah. walked in a break and you were like, hey, what is the national media? We might have discussed this or not, but we we'll have, do it again. Yeah, yeah. But we'll do it for just a minute. Mm-hmm. What if he plays well? Will the national media talk about his play or talk about the persona? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great question. And I, I think we might even disagree a little bit. I think you kind of shade toward the persona part. Mm-hmm. I think they will talk about his play because I think the play is going to mean if he's, he's out doing Daniel Jones and Kyla Murray, they're going to have to start taking notice about the play. And they'll have fun with it. I'm not saying they'll dismiss the persona. Mm. They'll still, you know, every lead-in on SportsCenter or Good Morning Football will start with, ah, the bandana-wearing, jorts-wearing, Gardner Minshew. Hey, but this guy can play. Check out the numbers. Yeah. You know? So it will morph the two together. But I don't. I think it will still go to his play in year number two because then he's getting it done. And that was a big if. It's no, like if sure. he has success, will they let that stuff go and talk about his football play? I think it's a fair question. Listen, I look at a guy like Matthew Stafford in Detroit. Okay, Matthew Stafford, obviously coming out of college, was highly coveted. Um, in the was he a, he's a number one overall? Brent, what was he drafted? Stafford was one. Yeah, yeah. Stafford was over at two thousand nine. Big, right. big, big time. Exactly. Contract. So. Drafted number one overall, obviously went to the Detroit Lions, didn't win a lot of games. But in terms of numbers, I mean, for the past decade or so, not too many quarterbacks have done it better than Matthew Stafford. True. Okay? And the only time I've ever seen Matthew Stafford get any kind of love, any kind of headline press, is number one, if we're doing a fantasy football show and they're talking about him, or number two is because his wife was, you know, sick for a while, and then they highlighted yeah. that. But besides that, I couldn't tell you Matthew Stafford's personality. Besides that, I can tell you what Matthew Stafford's into, what he's like. Now, I keep in mind, I'm his teammate. I used to be his teammate, so I know him a little bit. But I'm just saying, if I'm a casual football fan, I don't know who Matthew Stafford is. And he's been doing it. He's been playing a position where he's been one of the best for how long now? And nobody knows who Matthew Stafford is. So I'm just saying, obviously, you have to win football games first and foremost to get that love. But number two, Matthew Stafford doesn't have a mustache. (laughs) Matthew Stafford doesn't wear jean shorts. He wears sweats. Matthew Stafford doesn't go on RV trips, okay? So my point is, yeah, obviously, if Gardner Minshew has success here, puts up big numbers, obviously leads the Jaguars to some winning seasons, that's going to help. But what's going to get the national media through the door, what's going to get the national media buzzing and talking, regardless of how many years we are down the line, is obviously his personality as well off the field. Yeah, interesting. Um, I'm going to throw it out there on social media, see what people think. Uh, Let's move on from uh, the Minshew talk for a moment. Marone kind of got us into it, didn't even really plan on going there. Mm -hmm. Wanted to go more opt-outs in a half hour. Uh, You have to decide. Yeah. Uh, Clock is ticking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rashad Melvin opts out. Third jag to do it. Are you surprised there are only three? Surprised there are as many as three? And what's the what's yeah. the impact of Lorente McRae, Melvin, and uh, Al Woods opting out on this football team in 2020 so far? So first of all, 
how I mean, if I was to take the, the under or over of how many guys are going to actually opt out, I probably would have said it even a little more. You yeah. know, to, to, to be fair with you, um, I think that you're seeing a trend of players that are on teams that aren't expected to do a lot this year are are opting out even more than the you know the, the successful teams now. A lot of the Kansas City Chiefs, who've had a couple players now, obviously coming off a Super Bowl run, but overall, I just think. You know, especially in the state of Florida where, you know, there are hot spots, the, the numbers are spiking, everything like that. I, I figured there'd be a couple more Jaguars that would be on that opt-out list. Uh, obviously, I'm not complaining. I mean, I think it's good for the team. You can get as many guys as possible. So props to them for doing that. As far as the guys that they're losing, obviously, they all have something in common, right? They're they're all experienced players. Um, they're all players that have been around for a while and could have – you know, kind of been those leaders in those certain positions. Obviously, Al Woods, defensive line, you would like to have him. Um, you talked about Melvin, right? Melvin uh, coming from Detroit, yep. I believe. Yep. Um, you know, once again, in a very, very young secondary, would have been a, a guy that you would have loved to have to bounce ideas off of, bounce questions off of. He's gone now. Um, and I'm sorry, who's the other guy? I said Al Woods, Melvin. McCray. And the, yeah. Well, then we're McCray. Obviously, uh, a former captain of special teams, a guy who's been in that locker room before for a couple years now. Listen, it's. I don't, I don't want to sit here and say the sky is falling because I don't think it is. I think you still have like a Miles Jack. You still have an Avery Jones. So you still have guys that have been in that system for a while that are pillars in that locker room. So I'm not too worried about it. Josh Allen, obviously, ready to take the next step. Brandon Linder. But at the same time, you hate to see guys um, opt out from these key positions, whether it's special teams, whether it's the, the, the secondary, or whether it's the young defensive line as well. Well, what's interesting here, I mean, is some people have Melvin listed as like the starting corner on the uh, depth chart for the Jacks. Trey Herndon's a starting. They're very young, but Trey Herndon and C.J. Henderson are going to be your starting corners, in my opinion, based off last year's performance. Maybe Melvin would have come in and beat him out, but I don't believe so. But you lose him. Uh, you got Brandon Watson back there, and Amari Henderson uh, is is a rookie guy. Uh, you also have uh, DJ Hayden, of course, but he's going to play in the nickel spot. Perry Nickerson, who they like, they've mentioned a few times. I uh, just came off that COVID nineteen list. Josiah Scott, who they added in the draft, uh, and Luke Barku now is an inter- interesting. This might be an open door for him. The best news for the Melvin opt-out might be for Barku, who they paid a bunch of money for an undrafted free agency. Mm-hmm. And when I say a bunch, I mean for undrafted free agency, they guaranteed him quite a bit. And now he may have an opportunity here. Uh, you would think him and Josiah Scott and Chris Cl- Claybrooks, who I think is going to be primarily more of a return man, um, at least in the early going. But they have these bodies, but you're right. They're young bodies, mm-hmm. very young. Even, I mean, even their guys that you pencil in, Trey Herndon and C.J. Henderson, are so young. <laughs> Jaguars are so young back there, uh, and who knows if they're any good. So, But Melvin, to me, wasn't going to make a difference. Here's my thought on uh, – now, he might have, mm-hmm. but I have a real hard time, and I said this when Al Woods opted out. Al Woods and Melvin, I have never met them. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them in a Jags uniform. I've never seen them on a practice field. That's that's hard for me during this COVID-19 period and time frame to relate and say, man, he was looking good. Like uh, Even just build your own little library of these guys and what you see, even if it's not in a game, mm-hmm. what they look like out at practice, the good, the bad, or whatever – I just can't even share with folks, the listeners, the viewers out there, what their losses mean. And so by default, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I've never seen Al Woods play here. Mm -hmm. Not a big loss. Melvin, 
Never seen him play here. Not a big loss. Now, I've seen McCray, a special teams guy. Let's not over-dramatize it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest loss, yeah. though, of no, the three. Well, it definitely is because he, he has tenure in that locker room. He has a rapport in that locker room. All due respect to Al Woods, you know, and um, – I'm sorry, who's the other guy? I keep forgetting the other guy's name. Uh, we just said Melvin. his name. Yeah, Melvin. Thank you. Rashawn Melvin. Rashawn Melvin, yeah. And with Rashawn Melvin, they haven't met like half their teammates yet, I bet. I mean, yeah, maybe. Well, just this week. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure like, you talked to him on Zoom and everything like that. But as far as like meeting him in person, you haven't done that. Like, you don't know anything in the stadium is. So, like, to me, it's hard to be that leader. Like, even like with Joe Schobert right now. Like, yeah, Joe Schobert, obviously, expected to be a leader for probably years to come. I wouldn't be surprised. Middle linebacker. Okay, fantastic. At the same time, you can't expect Joe Schobert to come in here day one, get in the weight room, and be like, all right, I'm the captain now. How does that work? You haven't even met anybody yet. You didn't even know the, the, the quote-unquote Jaguars way yet. So with that being said, with Melvin and Al Woods, they haven't even had a chance to ingrain like their own kind of selves in this whole philosophy. So I'm not too worried about losing them. But once again, I'm worried about losing McCray a little bit because he was a captain. Obviously, he's got a lot of respect in that locker room, and that's a big guy that you're going to miss. Again, the 4 o'clock deadline looms in the NFL. Uh, what I did see is I think it was up to 61 players after the rookie uh, lineman from Kansas City. Now, that was a little earlier today. I was over at High School Media Day and been on a couple calls and meetings, so I don't know how many they're up to right now in terms of the optics. In fact, Melvin would add to that, I think. I think I saw that number beforehand. Mm-hmm. So they're up to at least 62. They're probably probably going to get to 65 maybe even close to 70 if 65 70 guys opt out where is that in on your shock list like whoa 65 guys big number small number thought there'd be more in the nfl man 65 guys um so you're probably averaging you know i'm sure probably get to 70 by the time the day is done but let's just say you're averaging about what two two, and a half guys a two and a half guys a team team. team. yeah team um Honestly, and I, the Patriots have eight. I know, right? Uh, I figured it would be more. I figured it would be more once you saw big names uh, like Dante Hightower, like um, Mosley out of uh, New York. Um, once those big names started to come around, I figured more guys would follow suit. Yeah, I I guess so. I thought so, too. Uh, I think there would be more. If you average, if you say 70, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a big number. Then you big say, number. Oh, only two per team? Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like a big number to me. Mm-hmm. Given all the different situations and from a superstar potential. I mean, did we even come close from a superstar standpoint of – Let's just say Major League Baseball, I give you David Price and Buster Posey opted out. <laughs> you, you the only guy is beat. what, C.J. Mosley, that would come into that kind of category? Am I missing somebody? I mean, I'm telling you, man, Hightower, people oh, sleep Hightower, on him. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I always yeah, forget yeah, Hightower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's still not, to me, he's not Price and, and Posey in terms of name recognition in the MLB. Yeah. But, but he's a pro bowler, so I'll put him in that category. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, he's a pro bowler and a captain of one of the best defenses you know, in NFL history, statistically, obviously, the last year for the New England Patriots. Okay, so, so I'll give you. So is that it? I mean, is that is there anybody else? Uh, we'll see with White from from White would be Buffalo because that's a huge one. White would one, be man. above he's, he's Hightower, the, in my one, opinion. Oh, for sure, he's one of the best corners in. The, I mean, he's probably like what top three I in would, the entire NFL. You could argue that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, and by the way, if that not happens now, they lost Starla Tulale, uh, and also if they lose White, mm-hmm. well, that would be big. 
because that's a team that thinks they can contend. And now you start pulling pieces out from a contender. Again, New England probably feels the same way. Mm-hmm. Hightower's a big name, plus the amount of guys that opted out. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs are hampered a little bit now, at least with depth on their offensive line. They're not Pro Bowl guys, but there's certainly some depth. Mm-hmm. It will make them scratch their heads and, and revisit the, the wire at yeah. some point, the yeah. waiver wire. But I can't feel like a team has been like ripped apart because of the opt-out, I guess, outside of that. And White will be an interesting one there because that could certainly hamper the Bills. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, if you want to come from the possibilities of New England last year, they relied on their defense to obviously make the game-winning drives and all that stuff. Well, they did. So with New England losing high tower, and then they kind of lost a lot of guys in free agency. Like New England's defense right now, won't be what it was last year, obviously. So I think if when you lose Hightower, and that's a couple other, not like really big-name guys, but still just depth purposes, I'm probably a little nervous right now if I'm the New England Patriots, especially on defense. And did you just see this breaking news 30 minutes ago? Uh, Field Yates reported that Miami defensive end Greg Rosso? Ro- Rosu? I, I don't know, but he had 15 and a half sacks last year, second most in the country. is going to be a bona fide first-round pick, has opted out from the University of Miami. Oh, you were talking University of Miami. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. So he, he just opted out. So and that goes with Penn State. Yeah. Uh, kid opted out as well. Who, who was we, also a first-round guy. We could, there's no deadline for them necessarily either yeah. that we know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But some pretty big names in college football now are choosing to opt out yeah, as well. We'll give you a little bit more on the uh, update on the opt-outs. A lot more to get to as well. But the 4 o'clock deadline looms. We'll see if any more Jags opt out of the 2020 season. And they can opt back in once you opt out. You can opt out and in of our show. <laughs> <laughs> we like you to stay in. Yeah, I'm actually four shacks on ESPN six night. Boy Zion, huh? He's starting. They're starting to up his up his minutes now. Pelicans, but it's amazing, you know. Like in the beginning, the, you know why they ain't playing and why to bring it. You know, you get all that, and then if he comes out and he plays well, then it was a good decision. If he comes out and you know gets hurt too early, well, they should have. You know, it's like you know a lot of it's it, it's it's a fine line between some of those decisions. Doug Marone driving this podcast. Have him as a guest. I'm bringing him on. Is he a Knicks fan? Gotta be, right? Well, uh, honestly, I have no idea. Huh. I shouldn't know that. I, he doesn't talk hoops, though. I always talk oh, about the Yankees. Hey, Brent, it's the Knicks. What is there to talk about? So maybe you're right. But, yeah. he, did, but he, he, you know, he has a lot of ties in New Orleans. True. And so maybe he became a bit of a Pelicans fan around that time. Yeah. Because when he coached down there. So, um. That's a good question, though. I, I don't feel like I've heard him talk about that a lot mm-hmm. to know, but you're right. Anybody who's a Knicks fan is certainly not admitting it these days. <laughs> not <laughs> a vocal decade. Knicks fan. What, yeah. Here's One of the things about Doug that's kind of cool is he is a fan. Like, he really is a Yankees fan. Oh, yeah. Like, a big-time Yankees fan. And I think that, in a way, helps him understand how the fans perceive things in Jacksonville. And what the media sometimes is after. Okay. Like, cause I think he's a hardcore fan. Like, I think he sits there and swears at the Yankees sometimes and Cashman and Boone and, and which must be an odd situation because that's what people do to you in your profession. It's a good point. You know what it's I mean? Good point. Yeah. It's all relative. So I, I think like, I feel like he's even said it to a degree like that yeah. where he gets it. Yeah. You know, like I'd be yelling at us, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I kind of I like that about it. I think that's where it's like a real I think that's real. Yeah. Uh, with Doug. Uh, great. I thought about this today. 
I was like, oh, I, I was kind of joking to myself because he talks Yankee so much, and so it's starting to bug me now. But uh, I thought I was like, what if you've been a jovial today if the Yankees got swept last night mm. in that doubleheader? Mm-hmm. Hmm. By the way, shout out to Aaron Judge again. Just can't stop hitting home runs. Stop pitching to him. But and that's what stop I thought about. The guy. Like, just everybody asks the question about LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Like, where would you play him? Tight end? How good would he be in the NFL? Well, how good would Judge be in the NFL? I don't feel like that question's asked a lot, maybe just because it's not as high profile, but I yeah. mean, Judge is a for sure tight end in the NFL. Oh, he's got to be. Is he Colin Johnson, a goal, uh, a red zone threat in the, at receiver? He, he's got to be a tight end. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, with that size, like, you try him out. I mean, I think he's got some pretty good speed, too, right? I mean, I don't know if I see Aaron Judge really stealing a lot of bases because guess what when you hit home runs you don't have to so i'm not really sure what the speed's looking like but just the size the stature the athleticism i think is all there so yeah for sure tight end absolutely he's got to be tight end yeah could he could he be a uh, light defensive end i mean a stand-up guy see and listen nothing against you baseball players okay but i'm not really well, sure. <laughs> i know let's go this yeah. is like there in all go. honesty there, but you know hey wait with all due respect now <laughs> with all due respect i'm not really sure if he's got that kind of mentality being a baseball guy to play like a outside linebacker slash defensive end Brent. i just i, I don't know he does because, come across more of a nice guy yeah like a calculated guy as do i but you gotta flip that switch i'm not sure if aaron judge has that switch especially on defense on offense it's different but from like he's six uh i think judge is six eight six seven right, and he's gotta be quick. just naturally like two seventy aaron judge let's see what we got here he's six Six seven. Two That's seven. ridiculous. Um I don't know if they're gonna this is this is wait. Yeah, they get two hundred and eighty one pounds. See, this is stupid. I'm not I mean, heaven forbid we're at you know, when wherever well, we're guys we're not gonna be in Tampa this year, probably because COVID nineteen. But if we're like at a Super Bowl thing and Aaron Judge makes an appearance, I'm just walking out. Because I'm not going to walk up to a guy that's taller than me, that is a lot bigger than me, and plays baseball and just is the guy. I'd be like, dude, you're you're not even human. Get out of here. That's insane, dude. So, six seven two eighty. So now that you know that, yeah. six seven two eighty. He's not playing defensive end though. So you, you'd have to on the defensive side. You don't also have to move him inside. But he's kind of like a. He doesn't look like a big no, guy. Like that. he looks more of a slim. Like I he's, he's Calais Campbell, big minus twenty pounds. I don't you think know Calais is six eight two ninety eight sometimes or yeah. three oh five as the season goes along. I don't think he's, he's twenty five pounds bro. lighter than Calais. That's it. That's how big that guy is. I don't think he's two eighty. Guys that weigh two eighty don't have like you know six packs. I think Aaron Judge has a six pack, so he's not two eighty. And he's 6'8", man. You're automatically like 255 just because when oh, you're 6'8". Oh, Brent, have you watched basketball players? Come on now. He's not Manute Bowl or Bowl <laughs> Bowl. Or Bowl Bowl. Listen, you'd be a legit tight end. I'll give him that. Unless some kind of rabid dog bit him and he's got rabies, he's not playing defensive end or outside linebacker. <laughs> and that's final. <laughs> well, you, you got to have that rabies mentality, man. Have you ever, you, You've seen defensive linemen, how they you operate. you just call Aaron Judge soft? Take it how you want it. Take it how you want That'd it. That'd be a good Stan's MMA coming fighter. For you. Stan's coming for That'd you. That'd be a good MMA fighter. Get, get MMA fighter out of here. Did you see Tyron Matthew, by the way, said that yeah. if he was in the UFC, it'd be a champion? Come on. Okay. Come on, Honey Badger. Okay. Good nickname for the, for the oh, cage. I like that, though. Yeah? I'm about to steal that one. Hey, we'll be back. FSU at four. The ACC schedule's out. What does it look like and what they're saying out of Tallahassee? That's just a part of what's coming up on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.